welcome to the Where People Meet podcast, the event technology podcast for the worldwide meetings and events industry. I'm your host, Mitch Malinsky, Head of Strategic Partnerships here at Feedloop in beautiful Toronto. And today I am joined by the one and only Alex Bickers, President and Creative Director of Reveal Events Group, one of Canada's top-rated corporate event management companies. Alex is an entrepreneur at heart with over 25 years of experience in the meetings and events industry. He brings a wealth of experience and expertise to the table, and his latest project, Reveal Events Group, boasts the recognition of over 10 industry awards through serving hundreds of clients across thousands of experiences. I'm incredibly grateful for the opportunity to sit down with such a big name in the industry, and I can't wait to learn more about his journey. Alex, thank you so much for joining us today. Where are you calling in from? Calling in from Vancouver, British Columbia. Thanks so much for having me. Amazing. Well, Alex, if you wouldn't mind, can we start with you telling everyone a bit about yourself and your background in the meetings and events industry? Yeah, for sure. It's uh, it's going to definitely date me, but we'll go from there. Um, I, I started off my career working... Um, in in uh, in film, actually, with uh, a large film company in in a marketing coordinator position, and part of our responsibility was uh, was creating launches and and things like that, and that's really where I got the bug for for working in events. My education is actually uh, with a theatrical degree, um, and kind of thought that I was going to go down that road. Um, yeah and uh, just really got the bug for live events doing that and so my career moved on to taking over uh planning conferences and events for a large travel company uh and then i spent uh, a really long time uh working with canada's largest uh production and event staffing company uh in a senior role and that really gave me the insight uh, and experience and into so many large events, you know, working with the Olympics and working with large touring shows and and things like that. And so um, I found that I'd always been sitting kind of on the outside as a supplier where uh, I loved what I was doing, but my passion was definitely lying with, with being the person who's planning and being the company that's planning. And I had always kind of had reveal sitting in in the side table ready to go and in 2018 it was the the time to do it uh and took the leap of faith and and uh, branched out and started my own company that's incredibly exciting and i i know for somebody like you who is an entrepreneur at heart being able to branch off and just be your own boss manage your own business um, as you mentioned, it's a leap of faith. There's a lot of risk there, but there is also a lot of reward. So I'd, I'd love to learn more about that whole process. Can you share more about how you got the idea for starting the company and what the entrepreneurial journey of kickstarting a successful event management company has been like so far? Yeah, well, I mean, again, it was always sitting on the back burner for me, right? Wanting to do it. And I think not having the confidence or being risk adverse um and and you know you have that imposter syndrome constantly like well if i 
do I go out and do I take that? Do I take that risk? Do I take that financial risk for myself and my family? Do I walk away from being comfortable and very happy uh, in the work that I'm doing? But, you know, um, at 45 years old is when I started the company and it was just, you know, it was, it was, now's the time to do it. Now's the time to take the leap of faith. Um, and giving yourself that confidence to know that if for some reason you failed, mm -hmm. you can always go back to something. Now you don't want to be focused on failure, but I mean, I'm the type of person who always needs to know I'm there's a backup. That's the event planner in me, right? Like what's the contingency plan, all of that. Um, but not all entrepreneurs think that way. They go in both feet first and they just say, well, I'm going to give her and I'm not, I'm not going to let it fail. And so it was getting my head wrapped around. Um, I have the experience. I have the knowledge. I can make this happen. Um, and once you get through that noise in your own head, uh, you're ultimately left with now's the time to do it. Right. And so that's, uh, that's how we got here. And it's been an amazing journey so far. I know you've worked with some big name clients. As I mentioned earlier in the intro, you've received some pretty awesome awards in the industry, mm -hmm. which is just very nice to see you getting the recognition for all of this hard work over the years. But Alex, are there any memorable projects, any memorable events that you worked on through Reveal that you think would be worthwhile to highlight for the audience? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's, you know, I think if we're talking about the elephant in the room, the last two years have been, you know, a really interesting time. Um, you know, we've worked together a lot uh, at Feedloop and, and the team here at Reveal. And I think, I think the last two years have actually kind of been the coolest because going virtual um, out of necessity has allowed us to work with some really amazing clients. You know, there's projects we've worked on, like the World Indigenous Suicide Prevention Conference. We worked with Stanford University for realizing a compassionate planet. Um, yep. You know, there's there's these fantastic conferences that are so needed um, that we were you know, allowed to be a part of. And we were brought into the team and got to experience some working with amazing speakers and working with amazing content uh, and, you know, very important content and, and knowing at the end of it that we've helped or we've educated um, has really been a blessing and been super exciting to just see the breadth of, of what is possible out there when you remove the limits of geography. I think yeah. that's been the, the coolest part of it. For sure. Yeah, we, we saw a lot of that here at Feedloop too, is the ability to serve clients that you typically would not have served. Now mm -hmm. that the, the world of events is going digital and we're breaking down all of these borders and boundaries. Um, but that was very interesting timing because you started Reveal back in 2018. And at that time, I have a funny feeling you had no idea that there was an impending pandemic that was just going to throw a, throw a wrench in all your plans. But no. can you tell us about that? Like how, what was your reaction at that time, March 2020, when the pandemic hit, everything shuts down? What was your reaction and how did your team pivot? Honestly, I can tell you March 13th, Friday the 13th, 2020, and, you know, here in British Columbia and all over the world, everything was just rapidly shutting down, like minute by minute. Um, honestly, my first instinct was, 
we're going to close the doors, right? Because there was that immediate panic of events can't happen, right? Yeah. Um, which I know was in our industry was felt globally at that point. Um, I think the reaction, the reaction I had was get through that day and kind of let it sink in. And then immediately afterwards was what do we need to do to survive? And starting to take a look at, okay, events can't happen, right? We know that events can happen. That's a non-negotiable events can't happen. However, yep. there are events that have to happen, right? There's continuing education that people need to get their CE credits so they can continue to do their jobs, um, you know, and, and things like that. So quickly pivoting to who still needs to have events, um, and what is it going to look like for them having to go digital? And then that's how we got connected with Feedloop, um, yep. you know, and, and Feedloop being a Canadian company and having an amazing platform and it was the right thing to do uh, and use for, for this purpose. And so that's just where we shifted our focus was uh, how do we make the events happen that have to happen? You know, uh, social events were definitely sitting in more of a gray area where, okay, those really can't happen. And what's the benefit of having the social events online? Um, but we ended up working with a lot of clients, taking their award ceremonies, their fundraisers, their charity galas, taking them all online. Because, of course, those events have to happen as well, right? You can't yeah. just stop your annual fundraiser, which you rely on. Uh, every year to, to keep your charity going. And so that's just really where we pointed our focus was if we can't meet in person, how do we do this well online and keep it engaging? And yeah, um, and, and that's where we got to. That's a, that's a fantastic story. And I think it really just highlights how adaptive the industry is and how resilient event planners are. Um, for us, I think we were very well positioned and very fortunate to serve a lot of events that had to pivot last minute to virtual. Um, and it was also very helpful having partnerships with organizations like Reveal Event Events Group at the start of the pandemic, because a lot of the time, prospective clients would come to us and say, hey, Mitch, like we really like your platform, but we have no experience with virtual events. We need somebody in there with us. Like We need somebody to produce and manage the event, at least for the first year while we get our feet underneath us. And that's where a partnership with your team and other uh, great production companies worked out very well, because we would say, hey, fantastic. Love to hear that you uh, really like the platform. I'm going to loop in Alex and his team. They've executed over 20 different events on the platform. They're a really good fit based on what you're looking for. And you were able to help us to fill that gap of what a lot of people were looking for at the start of the pandemic is something that's more of a, a bit more of a handholding approach. Um, so, so very grateful for that. Thank you for helping us to bridge that gap. And, and it's nice oh, to likewise. hear that technology was able to do likewise for you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Gosh, I can't think back to when it was only 20 events on the Facebook platform. <laughs> that, was, uh, that was a long time ago. Yeah, I think, yeah. Uh, I, I think we both lost count for you. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely.
So, Alex, something you mentioned earlier was around being an entrepreneur, there's a lot of risk and there's a lot of uh, fear of failure. Um, and to be a successful entrepreneur, you just need to push past that. But I know that the biggest lessons learned as an entrepreneur oftentimes comes through failure and hardship and going through tough times. So are there any failures or tough times during the history of Reveal Events Group or just in general as your career as an event planner that you can share with us? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think one of the one of the first things when I started the company or when we started the company um, was, for lack of a better term, being desperate and not knowing your value and mm -hmm. where you where you sit, what's your niche, what what what's your expertise. And so, you know, when you jump out there and you hang your shingle out yourself, you obviously first thing you're going to want to do in any business that you're starting is find clients, right? And so I made the mistake very early on in engaging with a client who was go, 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 go. But I hadn't defined that they, they actually weren't the economic buyer. They were signing contracts without authority, um, making a lot of promises, taking up a lot of my team's time. Um, to only have the economic buyer come back from vacation a month later and say, absolutely not, we're not going ahead with this and I'm not paying this contract because you didn't have the signing authority. Right. Oh, no. So that was a that was a, a really strong lesson and a good lesson to learn right in the beginning that, you know, not being so eager when someone dangles a carrot in front of you and says, okay, you know, here's here's what's going to be an amazing event. And it was going to be an amazing event. I'm super excited to go with it, but it was actually somebody within an organization who had an idea. There was not anywhere down the road, but I just jumped on the train and took it to 100 miles an hour, right? And so yeah. knowing in the beginning the right questions to ask and <laughs> am I talking to the right person and are our contracts solid enough, you know, seeking legal advice to have all of that institutional memory within your organization when you start to have it vetted to have it be solid you know if you don't i'm not a lawyer i don't know how to write contracts right so thinking yeah. that i could piece together something from templates on the internet and have it stick um th those are the those are the the you know wheels on the ground things that you need to know when you're starting a business setting your business up for success right. um and 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 going from there yeah for sure and as a fellow salesperson that's something that i've learned along the way as well is it's very important to not only qualify your services for the client and ensure that they're uh, that you're a good fit for them but the other way around you need to qualify that client and and mm -hmm. see does it really make sense for me to continue with this relationship because in some cases it may not, and it might just be in in both parties' best interests to go the other way. Um, and, yeah. and yeah, I've learned that before, definitely. But it's hard to get the confidence to do that, right? Yes. Because yes. nobody wants to to whether you're emotionally attached or not. And I think as creatives, we have a tendency to be emotionally attached, and it's like, how do I find a way to work? 
here? How do I make it work? You know, I want to, I want to do this, but when all the signs are coming up red saying that this may not be the best thing for you, it is difficult to, to, to make that decision. Right. It is. And I think yeah. that just comes with experience, recognizing mm -hmm. when to make that decision. Um, but yeah, it, it seems what we're coming to here is there's a lot of very particular skills that are required to be a successful entrepreneur. You need to have leadership skills, of course. You need to be a good communicator, time management, organizational skills, and as we've been discussing just now, good decision-making skills. Mm -hmm. And when I look at what it's required to be an event planner, a lot of those transfer over. So, yep. Alex, if you can speak from both perspectives, do you see any parallels between being a successful entrepreneur and a successful event planner? And if you do, how do you apply lessons learned as an, as an entrepreneur to producing events for your clients? Yeah, well, I think the first thing to... Well, I'll sort of speak in my experience, right? In in the beginning, when you're starting a business, you kind of want to have your hands in everything, right? Yeah. And you want to be in control of everything and um, do everything yourself, right? Because you're sort of nervous about, do I hire? Do I not hire? Do you know what are all those things? And I think as that relates to event planning, it's a fun, it's an interesting question that you ask that because you wouldn't produce an event and say okay, well, no, I'm going to do the AV, I'm going to do the lighting, I'm going to do all the catering in my kitchen, right? All of those types of things. You're going to get the right people who okay. have the skills that you don't to support you. Um, so I think that's definitely, that was something that I actually thought of and was like, why am I trying to do all this on my own, right? Like, we, I'm my time is not best used in that capacity when there are skilled people out there who I can bring on to the team. Um, yeah. I think you also have to identify where your strengths are. Um, I come from a long background of sales and love designing events and event concepts. And so I was better focused in building the business on being the face of the company and being out there talking to people and saying, okay, what do you want to accomplish? What do you want to do? Well, we could do this. We could do this. We could do this. And then finding people on my team who are experts in executing those things. Um, yeah. You know, you can't, you can't be everything to everyone and you have to, especially as an entrepreneur and as an event planner, you have to place yourself where your skills are, are best serving the client or the business, right? So there's definitely a parallel between those two for sure. For sure. Yeah. So if, if I may, just to highlight this for the, for the listeners, it seems some of the lessons learned that you're applying as an entrepreneur to being an event planner is first off, recognize your strengths, recognize your weaknesses. And when it comes to those weaknesses or gaps in expertise, don't try to do them all yourselves, but build a community, build a team, mm -hmm. um, partners around you who you can pull in and then lean on their skills, their areas of expertise to fill those gaps instead of trying to manage everything yourself. Is is that correct? Yeah, exactly. And, and, and you know, find finding the group of suppliers and industry partners that best align with your business and your vision and your core business values um, 
you know, we've we've been really it's been super exciting during the pandemic and during during the years of owning this business is we have a fantastic group of partners. Feedloop being one, we have AV partners, we have lighting partners. You know, those those are the people that we go to that we trust. So we know that those partners are the partners that are going to treat our clients exactly as if they were their own. Um, right. And we have confidence in those partnerships to present them to our clients, right? So we say, you know what? You said you want to do this. Here's the platform that you know we know will serve you best. This is yeah. our EV partner. This is our lighting partner. Um, these are the people that we work with. Um, and so, yeah, 100, 100%. Align yourself with, with businesses and partners that have similar values, uh, and, and you'll be golden. I love that. And uh, just speaking from what I've seen, uh, we've been partnered together for the past few years now. Mm -hmm. Every client that is referred to you, every event that you run on the platform, just uh, it's a fantastic experience. The clients are happy. The participants are happy. I know the sponsors are very happy. You do a very yeah. good job presenting and communicating sponsor ROI. And this is why you should be participating at this event year after year. But I guess what I'm trying to say here is we've had the pleasure of working alongside you and Reveal Events Group over the past couple of years. I'm interested, what does the, the future look like for Reveal Events Group? Now that events are getting back on site, now that people are toying with the idea of, hey, am I going to continue with virtual? Am I going to pivot back to fully in-person? Um, would love to hear where your team is at and your thoughts on the company going forward. Yeah, well, I can tell you for sure that I don't think virtual is going anywhere. Uh, and I think, uh, you know, for, yes, people absolutely want to get back to fully in-person events. And I think there are social events um, that need to happen in person for sure. Yeah. Um, and they're way better served to be in-person events. You know, I was going to say weddings, but weddings will always, could always have a virtual component if people can't travel and things like that, right? But that's just as an example. However, conferences and educational events have seen such a benefit with breaking down, you know, the, the, the barriers of geography. And we're also seeing the sense the sensibilities of people who are saying you know i'm i'm not necessarily comfortable traveling i'm not necessarily going to a convention center with 2000 people um yeah. and also from a budgeting perspective having the virtual option available is is really 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 popular and we're seeing it with a lot of our clients right through the end of 2023 at this point so i think hybrid is always going to be um is always going to be there. We're working on a lot of hybrid events right now, which is, again, really exciting for our company because breaking down those, breaking down those, you know, the, the geography lines during 2020 and being 100% virtual. Now we're working with clients who are going hybrid next year, and we're yeah. going to travel to their locations to produce their events. Right. So, a client halfway across the country who I would never normally work with now I'm working with. Right. So that is super, super exciting. And of course, we're seeing uh, in our business the return to in-person events, which is 
which is great for for social Christmas. We're already talking Christmas, um, which is crazy, <laughs> um, you know. But but yeah, and I I think that's where it's going to be, and it's a really exciting time because none of us knew we needed those skills until March of 2020. Um, and we learned a lot about how, how do we bend this? How do we, how do we make this more accessible? How do we take this online? So, um, yeah, I think that's, that's where we're going and that's, what's exciting because I think it is now going to continually evolve, right? It's not, it's not a one and done like, okay, great. Uh, everyone's got a, you know, a vaccine and now we're just back to it in person. No, there's so many things that we've learned over the last few years about what we can do with events. So I'm super excited to see how it how it continues to evolve. Fantastic! I'm uh, I'm very excited for you and the team. I'm excited to see the direction that you steer the company in, um, Alex. This has been a, a fantastic conversation. And before I let you sign off here, I always like to ask our podcast guest this. Um, but our audience, our listeners, are event professionals who are managing their own clients, their own conferences and events. So for you, with over 25 years of experience in the industry, are there any tips and tricks, lessons learned along the ways that you, you can impart with the audience before you hop off here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think the, the biggest thing for me that I learned when I was starting the company, especially in our industry with with event producers in particular um oftentimes event producers are small business independents um in a very crowded space and i think the most important thing that i learned early on and and did a substantial amount of of work on was breaking through the noise Mm -hmm. and define who you are and what you're good at and what you're not good at you can't be everything to everyone and you, I thought I could, you know, we'll do whatever, whatever event you want, we can make it happen. And no, you can't be that, right? So defining what does your business do? What are your strengths and what's your niche? And that will put you above that noise, right? right? Um, because otherwise you'll just drown in a sea of, of, of other businesses that are essentially doing exactly the same thing as you are. Yeah. Right? So yeah, that was a big lesson to learn. That's a, that's a really good lesson learned. So thank you for sharing that, Alex. Thank you for your time. It's always a pleasure to connect with you. I I know this would have been a really valuable uh, recording for the audience. So I have a funny feeling some people may actually want to reach out just to possibly learn more about you or investigate whether reveal could be a good fit for supporting them in the execution of their next event. So if any of the audience do want to reach out, what's the best way to get in contact? Yeah, well, there's multiple ways. I mean, easy enough is alex at revealeventsgroup.com. I always say events with an S because it's a long URL. You can email me, alex at revealeventsgroup.com. Visit our website, revealeventsgroup.com. LinkedIn, it's Alex Pickers uh, or our page, Reveal Events Group. So feel free to reach out. We'd love to chat. Great. And Alex, we'll, uh, we'll be sure to share all of that in the write-up for this podcast. But again, thank you so much for your time. And to everyone who listened today, that wraps up our Where People Meet podcast episode with Alex Vickers from Reveal Events Group. Thank you for your time today, and we will see you next time on the Where People Meet podcast.
Thanks, Mitch. Mm-hmm.